And we are back. The Overachievers Podcast. We're reunited. Me and DJ Bo. If you don't know who this is, this is Martin Amini, your host. And co-host. Partner in crime. DJ Bo. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. We in the we in the whip, front of the house. You know what I mean? <laughs> Six feet in it. Six feet, baby. Oh yeah, I'm in the back seat. Yeah, man. I told his ass get in the back, son. <laughs> Ain't no, ain't no Coronas over here, bro. No, sir. No, sir. Nah, bro. I, I've been going through all types of emotions. I was thinking about today. I was. I think I might shave my head and shave my beard. I think you should go for it. Yeah. I was inspired by uh, the characters on Breaking Bad. Hmm. You know, I was like, you know, I haven't gone for that that Latin gangster look for a while. Let me, let me, you know, let me embrace my Latin gangster side. <laughs> Do persons ever cut their hair like that? Yeah, I'll just let it. Um, maybe the ones in the desert. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's hard to maintain, probably because the sand. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but I think you should, you should go for the the, the short look. Because I remember that picture. Well, it's just because we don't really got access to barbers like that. And to be honest, I don't know how comfortable I am hitting my guy up right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hopefully he's doing good. Shout out to Drew, my barber. Um... Yeah, bro. I just, I just think it's, it's getting rough. You know what I mean? Like my last shape up was like a week ago, and uh, I don't know how much longer I could hold out. You know, might need to just shave the joint. Yeah, I mean, I'm fortunate. I don't have hair up there, but I know you ahead of the game, bro. You I've, saw this uh, thing coming. Yeah, bro. Low I've key, been ready. Low key, you might have made Corona, <laughs> so everyone could just shave, so they could just be like you. <laughs> I see my, you, Bo. My, you out master, here plotting, the plan. plotting for our, our demise. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, whole time I didn't know my sidekick was a evil mastermind. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Bo. <laughs> Have some empathy. Uh, who's brain and who's pinky now? That's right. <laughs> you got you got to watch the quiet ones. They always be the quiet ones who be the plotting. <laughs> be like, I'm I'm the captain now, bro. <laughs> Everyone will be bald now, just like me. How is it? You think you've been embracing your ball side in a good way? Um, yeah, I had to like, I think about a year ago, I started like embracing it a little bit more. Because you yeah. remember, like, I used to wear hats like all the time. Yeah. And there was a period when I actually wasn't wearing that many. I'm kind of excited to see what I look like without the beard and, and the hair. We'll see what happens. I mean, now's the time to do it because you're not going nowhere. Hey man, don't tell me what I can can and can't do, bro. You know I can go play. I can oh. go. I, do, I can go to my backyard. Nigga, I was giving you a suggestion. You I just can go, turned up. I could go. I can go <laughs> down the street by myself. Okay. All right. You ain't the boss of me. Shoo, shoo. <laughs> Remember that when people used to be like shoo. Yeah. In the nineties, that used to be big. shoo. You ain't tell me what to do. Shoo. Um. But dude, yeah, we haven't really. Uh, <clears throat> Well, we kind of talk today, even though we like live six feet away from each other, but we don't really be talking because everyone's on their like jail cell For swag sure. lockdown. Yeah. Low energy. But today we went for a nice romantic walk, you know? Yeah, it was good. And we talked about it. Bo got himself into a, a relationship. Pium, pium, pium. Yeah, man. Yeah, he man. said, fuck it. We going, you know, we going down. <laughs> I'm going down while in love. <laughs> I can't wait to be like, you're a relationship in this economy. 
That's going to be my new tagline. In this economy? <laughs> oh, my God. In this economy? Um, Yeah, it feels good. I did a solo podcast a few days ago, and it's like, one thing about me, I'm realizing um, it's hard to be entertaining by myself. I, I need people. Mm. That's why it's like, Twitter's cool. I'd be tweeting jokes more often now because I get, like, responses. Right. Um, but ain't nothing like having a little, uh, like, an audience. You feel mm. me? Well, you're a comic. That's that's kind of what you feed off of. I know, but I'm just you saying know? it's it's like, I don't realize how much, how important it is yeah. until you can't get it. You feel mm. me? Not going to lie, bro. I feel exponentially better after that little run we went on. Yeah. Cause uh, I was not doing anything, we, especially with like me having a a freezer of ice cream in my backyard. <laughs> I gotta stop eating dairy. I don't know what it is about like ice cream and cake. That shit. Every time I eat that shit now, mm -hmm. I'll be like, I can't get up. I'll be like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, you it's, might be lactose intolerant. I might bro. be something. Might have happened. Something shifted because. I, I, it's the combination of not going out plus eating yeah. cake and ice cream. Go running with me, man. I try to go like four times a week. Yeah, you know, I was going through a little thing. A I little, know. you know, you know, I was going through. I was going through it. I get it. I get it. I was too. That's why I started running again. Running, 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 running. That was us. You know, it was crazy while we were walking and running. A lot of uh, older white people were being nice to you. Yeah, they were like, "Hello." How's your day going? And that I was never like, happens. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, they're being nice to you. I mean, older white people are always nice to me. Well, but, not, but not to me. you. Yeah, it's I'm like, man. No, nah, it's been like that this whole week. Like, it's just been It's been a wake up call. Yeah. I saw that tweet you tweeted. <laughs> yeah. What was the tweet? What was the tweet you were tweeted? Oh, uh, I feel like white people are like, um, they they know what it feels like to be a nigga. <laughs> Always looking Constantly over your looking shoulder. Over your shoulder. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't put the last part on Twitter, but I did on Instagram. Like it's getting some love on Instagram, though. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, man. Finally, they know what it feels like. Finally, yeah. they know what it's like. I mean, the whole country. I mean, the whole world is just going through a shift right now, anyways. Yeah. It's, um, it's Are you on that whole like this is the Earth telling us that we need to take time off? I don't know about all that. <laughs> like, <laughs> motherfucker, we got bills to pay. <laughs> yeah, I don't Ain't no know time about, up over here, son. I don't know about all We that. about survival. <laughs> but, but things are, like, we talk like things are going to be different after this. You know, you know it's going to be funny when we look back at these podcasts in two weeks? Because, like, right now, I think I got, like, two to three more weeks before I, I, I'm concerned about survival. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, nigga, you were talking about getting a gun first. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, No, no, I still definitely am looking into guns. Nah, because, like, you had me, like, even thinking about it. Like, I remember I, I mentioned it to one of my homies. He was like, bro, this is not I Am Legend, man. Relax. And I'm like, well. Well, I'm saying, but what's stopping anyone from, like, when shit gets bad, like, little, like, um, like an army of kids, you know, running up in our house. No, real shit, because, like, honest to God... Even if you watch, like, all these uh, end-of-the-world movies, it's never usually, like, the thing that kills off people. It's usually, it usually ends up being uh, how people react to it. And that's usually the scary part. So, it makes sense. I know. Yeah. Well, we got the secret weapon in living in our house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have Furu's, I mean, back from Iran. 
Motherfucker. Fucking burning firewood in the back. Yeah, motherfucker's <laughs> cutting down trees <laughs> like a Persian uh, Paul Bunyan out here. He don't give a fuck, son. Motherfucker. <clears throat> Street Versace sweatpants and sweatshirt just watching Breaking Bad. What a time, man. <laughs> what a time, baby. Well, you know, overall, it's been like, it's been pretty smooth. Yeah. I ordered a, a cheesesteak from Jersey Mike's. Cost me $26. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's like it was like 15. What for them to deliver it? Yeah, and then I like paid it. I tipped a little bit more because I just wanted the, the like the older lady to have money. Mm, that's nice. There was an older black lady. Her name was Lucy. And oh. Support black businesses. That's what see, that's what I'm saying. Though. Black that's, lives matter. You, you know, out here. you know about Martin Dominion. I'm a man of the people. You always invited her to the cookout. You know this. Hey man, you know if there is a cookout after this, <laughs> we'll see. I'll be there. <laughs> I RSVP'd already. We'll see. The date pending. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So you got into Breaking Bad. Got into Breaking Bad, you know, because I had you... to pick a show. Yeah. That I, you know, that I needed to really bunker down in. It, it's just so wild. Like I would have thought you maybe you you were a fan before. So like you telling me. During the walk, that this is your first time well, watching. Well, just kind of, you know, eh, I was a little prejudiced, you know what I mean? Because I was, I remember when it came out, mm. it was like around when the wire was popping, also a little bit. Oh. And I was like, eh, a white guy selling drugs. You know what turned me off to like white people selling drugs was that show Weeds. Oh, yeah. That shit turned me off to any type of suburban people selling drugs. And I it, was just, like, it started off good, though. What, Weeds? Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe a few episodes, then it just went, like... It went weird. It went, hey, why she started fucking people? <laughs> I was like, all right. Yeah, I think she was, like, fucking some... That she, she, was fucking ev- she was fucking yeah, everyone. Yeah, she, was, she was going around. Um, and then I was like, all right. And then, uh, so then I didn't really give this this show mm, a see. shot because of weeds. And then, um, oh, yeah, you know, because like- Brian Cranston, I fuck with Brian Cranston, but... I don't know. It was that was enough for me to get like I, I ain't like oh Brian Cranston's in it. Nigga, right. like, I knew him from Malcolm in the Middle. So like that's when, what I'm saying. Yeah. So like when I when I got into the show that that was like a trip for me. Like seeing him flip into you know fucking Heisenberg and yeah. But now nah, you know what I like about it is everyone besides the Jesse Pinkman character. Mm. I like everyone but him. You even like Skyler. Skylar's all right. She's tolerable. Her sister is annoying. The one who be stealing shit. Mm. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of uh, white privilege in this in this show. Oh, 100%. It's a lot of white privilege that I, I, I always, I got to look away. But, you know, I do like <laughs> it when they get to my man Gus with the yeah. little pollos hermanos. That's going to that's gonna be my name of my, uh, oh, I should maybe, maybe that'll be the name of the episode. Long live pollos hermanos. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you have it. Yeah, Gus, you know? Shout out to my man, Gus. Nah, I just like his character because he's in a bunch of uh, Spike Lee joints. Oh, yeah. He's a dope actor because yeah. he got that serious face down. I was thinking about maybe when this whole pandemic chills out, you know, maybe I might get into acting. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, dog. I got a... Uh, any ideas like what you might be attracted to playing? I mean, I would love to be, you know, go back and t- to uh, get into some drama, dramatic joints, relive mm-hmm. some old stories, maybe even like direct some shit, some stories that like I, 
I would love to be able to show on film that it's hard to do on stage as a comic, which I, you know, I touch about, I, you know, in the special, I spoke about some dramatic moments, but it'd be kind of yeah. cool to like have it on film. Why is it like comics translate good into dramatic actors? Like you would think there'll be more trying to like, you know, go into the comedy side of things. I feel like Just if you know comics, it. like the real comics, yo, we'd be like off stage, we'd be sometimes pretty like, um, yeah, we'd be like, a lot. we'd be serious too. But we'd be thinkers. Sure. So I feel like dr- dr- dramatic roles kind of match comics. Hmm. Yeah. Nah, yeah, that, that makes sense. But there's all different types of comics, you know what I mean? That's definitely something that... So that's next. I had a, um, I had a friend... Not uh, Shout out to my guy Carlos of the Overachievers Army. He um, He actually asked me... If I could answer some questions, so he submitted because I I'll be asking now because we're in this whole quarantine thing, I'd be like asking people, um, you know what they want me to, what they want me to say and whatnot. So he asked me, who are my top five comedians, and maybe we can both answer. Word. He says, what was your worst show? How'd you get through it, and what'd you learn from it? I will do one question at a time. Right. So we'll start with the top five comedians. Top five living or top five? I say both, living and dead. It makes it a little more exciting. Living and dead. Mm. All right. Living and dead. Um, I'll go with the comics who are not obvious. Because mm. like, we all know the Dave Chappelle's, the Bill Burr's, um... The Patrice O'Neills, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I think we we all we both, and people listening, if you're a comedy head, I think we all know those guys, right? Right. Let's see who who who's like in the you know, um, you know who I fuck with, who like, and not it's not necessarily even for like, um, his content as much as like what he stood for was a a comic by the name of Freddie Prince. Mm. who um committed suicide in his early 20s uh freddie prince jr's dad yeah um did you ever hear about him uh little whispers here and there so he was like a young dude who did johnny carson very early in his career like i'm talking early 20s late teens type shit he popped very quickly and um he was like the first dude i think he was from new york puerto rican dude and uh there wasn't anyone like him on tv at that time yeah and we're talking like the 70s and whatnot, late 70s, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. But I remember going through old YouTube clips of him and just being like, you know, seeing him do things at a high level on a mainstream level at a time when like, yo, there were no Latin comics, like especially from like New York, talking about like uh, Puerto Ricans, mm-hmm. um, um jokes and, and and he had like street jokes kind of and it was it was dope to see yeah um and that was kind of cool to see him do it at a high level then he got his own tv show on like nbc mm-hmm. and uh that so that's kind of you know more of a more of an inspiration comic than a dude who like i you know gotcha. who had bars because i feel like if he was able to do it longer if he didn't kill him to take his life he would have been real nat like he would have had more of a um a catalog um Let's see. So that's one. Um, you know, another one who's like kind of like a lot of people might not be hip to. Um, Andy Kaufman. You ever heard of Andy Kaufman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's this one joint. 
that I really one of my favorite performances ever. It's like a five minute set on Johnny Carson. You could YouTube Andy Kaufman, Elvis, Elvis impersonation, yeah, where he yeah, impersonates yeah. Elvis. Yeah. I think I might have shown you maybe, um, but he impersonates Elvis on the Johnny. Yo, it's just like the way he did it. But was, was it when he was playing that character? Yeah. Mm. So he's doing a character of Elvis. Yeah. But it was just such a like a performance. It was like, damn, this dude was really going in right now. Like yeah. he he had it down to like, it was dope. Um, I guess since we're talking on that like performance level, we got to go with Jim Carrey. Sure. Jim Carrey was crazy. Yeah. Oh man, it's crazy just talking about these type of comics right now in the car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Outside <laughs> of my house while being quarantined is like, oh man, it's such a. I, I've been um, I've been having like dreams of of old comedy club managers that i've like i told you i was like yeah. you know i've been like going I, i've been dreaming more since i've been quarantined in the house about like how i how i start <laughs> how i started in comedy yeah. and shit and how like because i don't i don't like to think about it a lot because <laughs> yeah. it's very it's very traumatic and painful because like it's not i try not to talk about it too much because you know i don't want to make people like you know sad or whatever but i mean that's why i don't think there's a lot of comics like me right now you know what i mean because i feel like it's designing a way to like not have people get this far yeah if you come from a certain background or it's just very challenging mm. to to break through in the mainstream what makes you special to like break through like what what, what do you feel like you got that you're able to like endure um do it. i think i'm just crazier than everyone else like now nah, <laughs> i no, nah, i think um I think my background mm -hmm. in in dealing before, mm. like when I was a dealer, yeah, I went through a lot, and I used to travel as a dealer. I used to, you know, go to <clears throat> Boston and New York as like a little young, a young kid in his twenties and late teens. Yeah, and I remember I was like nineteen, twenty, taking trips to New Jersey, meeting my dealer halfway. He would he would he would drive in from Boston. We'd meet up on the Garden State Parkway and shit at a rest stop, and you know, make exchanges and whatnot. And I'm like in college, and you, you know, and I remember um, picking up hockey bags full of shit from like, you know, just grown ass men. And I remember like just doing shit at a young age and going through a lot. And then I think that's what kind of prepared me for like a life in comedy where it's very unpredictable. It's very right. like you got to have a lot of perseverance. You got to be... You gotta have tunnel vision, you know. But let's get back to comics. We didn't. Who who do you? Who are some guys for you? I mean, I can't even go deep into it like you, because I'm not that big a comic. But maybe nerd. you could like say someone that like caught you off guard that you've that you've seen through overachievers, because you've seen a lot of people. I've seen a good amount. Like comics who I think like our <laughs> audience. Might have not even been hip to, but then they've yeah. seen it and then they're like, oh, I mean, we'll just talk about him today. Uh, Jack Knight. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what it is about this kid, but um, that first time I saw him, it was like little glimpses of like Eddie, mm -hmm. like Eddie Murphy. Like he just had like that very cool, but still mad funny. Like something about him, like I just want to listen to him. Yeah. And like, Charisma. Yeah. A lot of people don't have charisma. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, he got that. Yeah, for sure. He definitely got it. I um, think our crowd loves charisma too, because we're talking about certain comics. We don't gotta put their name out there, but mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you'd be like, "How come they don't? 
do our show like that. I'm like, well, I feel like our audience, <clears throat> um, they they appreciate energy and charisma more than most. For sure. Because some certain audiences will appreciate people's writing. It's not that our audience won't appreciate writing, but if you don't deliver it with a certain type of energy, mm-hmm. I feel like our crowd is like, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know who I fuck with too from the shows? Uh, Stavi. Stavros. Yeah, man. Yeah, Stavros Halkius. But I love Stavi even more out, like his personality out, uh, like off stage. Oh, you right, know, right, right, like right. Like the Instagram shit he be Oh, talking. yeah, 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 like, yeah. I love all that. Like, it's just. Nah, the. Man, it's just quirky. It's just cool. It's just funny. It's just like man's just having a good time. Man. Yeah, dog. Now, Stavros is up there. You know, as far as new talent, Jack yeah. Knight's up there. You know, we just had Jesus Trejo. Yeah, I think he's dope as fuck. Melanie was Melanie's a beast too. Oh yeah, Melissa Diaz. Melissa she's Diaz, dope as fuck. I'm sorry. You know, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, who else people might not think that I fuck with. Who I do fuck with. Um, cause I, 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 you know, the obvious mm-hmm. for Carlos, you know, is the Chappelle's, the Tony Woods, you sure. know, the, the laid back. Oh, another dude who people might not be hip to a comedian by the name of Ron White. Ron White is like the white Tony Woods to me. He's oh, on Netflix. He, he, he has a Netflix special. Yeah. He was, um, this guy is a fucking multimillionaire. He used to be on the, um, a comedy tour back in the day called the, uh, the blue collar comedy tour. With like that dude with the ax, the southern accent oh, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. But this guy, he wasn't. Ron White isn't that guy. Ron White is his own guy, but he's like a dope ass, like rich, drunken, older white guy. But it was, it was like two of them, right? There's like three of them. Jeff mm-hmm. was like Jeff Foxworthy, I think, and the guy with the fucking weird, funny name. Okay. Um, and then Ron White. But if y'all aren't hip to Ron White, yo, check out his Netflix special. Um, just type in Ron White. And he's dope. He's like a, a a comedy legend, especially. He, and he still goes up at the comedy store, and mm. everyone respects him. He's like a big deal. Um, what about any comics outside of like the U.S.? Outside yeah. the U.S.? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I feel like all the ones outside the U.S. come to America eventually. Like Trevor Noah. Sure. Like you know what I mean? They all come here and blow up. Oh, you know another guy who's international who eventually ended up here. Another guy who's younger. Is um Ronnie Chang? Oh yeah, I just saw his uh, Netflix special. Yo, he's that, fun. that shit was hilarious. I was proud of him because yes. you know the thing about comedy specials, man. Yeah. It's like it's hard to have a good one. You can be a beast mm-hmm. and still not put out a dope special. Yeah, like a Jail Electronica esque kind of, like of comedy. Kind of, yeah, yeah, because it, it's hard or Nas in a lot of ways sometimes. Sure, yeah, Nas yeah. has definitely put out albums really, like, mm. or even um. Bill Burr had a special, uh, maybe the last one or the one before, mm-hmm. where it was just kind of like, mm. and I think a lot of it had to do with where he did it, like in Tennessee, yeah. right before the elections. I don't think that was a good idea. So uh, there's so many variables when it comes to comedy special. That's why I was very fortunate to do my special, how we ended up doing it, because it was like very hometown feeling, sure. very like, you know, even though I didn't plan on doing that special and... It, little things could have been a little bit better as far as the technical audio recording and mm-hmm. camera angles and all that. But in the end, it was like I was grateful for the way it came out. And um, I, uh, we're talking about Ron White. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Ronnie Chang's dope. Um, let's do one more comic between the two of us. Who can we come up with that will 
people should check out because everyone's quarantined, so we should might as well nah, for sure. put out like you know someone who's super duper dope that like people might not be hip to. Um, big white boy, you listen to his podcast? Oh, um, my guy Tim Dillon. Tim fucking Dillon. Yo, yeah. y'all gotta fuck with Tim <clears throat> Dillon, man. Fuck with Tim Dillon. Um, I fuck with him. He does the overachievers in LA a lot at the comedy store. Yeah. Uh, he was so fucking hilarious, dog. Yeah. Like, God damn. He's what I call a killer because, like, you know, over the years, you re- you don't see a lot of killers like that no more. Yeah. Like, people who can, like, rock the crowd, like, like level it. You know what I mean? And I think, like, he's one of the guys who can do that. And he's a young dude who just became a headliner. And his podcast is starting to blow up. Joe mm. Rogan gave him the stamp. And, like... Yeah, no, I expect big things from him very soon. Once this thing chills, this whole pandemic thing, you know, fizzles out. Yeah, um, I think he's gonna be a guy who like who's gonna be really big, movie type shit. Shit. All right, well, that was a good portion of the comedy. That was a good question by Carlos. Yeah, um, shout out to Carlos, Carlos, man. Yeah, shout out to Carlos, man. That guy. He be at the shows too. Yeah, he be at the shows. Damn, bro. wearing the shirts, the fucking hoodies, Duh. all that. Okay, so he goes. Uh, what was your worst show? How did you get through it? And where'd you learn? What'd you learn from it? Um, or there's a, there's another question. What's the difference in getting started in DC to how different it is in getting started in LA? Maybe we can both answer because that we can maybe answer that one. Yeah. From my perspective and your perspective. Sure. So, getting started in DC. Versus getting started in L.A. or the transition. Um, well, for me, L.A., uh, a lot of people know this, but like, I don't think I would have moved to L.A. if I didn't have the show at the Comedy Store. I think mm. the show at the Comedy Store really put things <clears throat> in a different place for me. Um, by the time I moved there, you know, which was six months ago, I was already like seven years in. So... I pretty much almost I pretty much paid my dues in D.C. But the thing to keep in mind is when you move to L.A., you kind of start all over again as far as like the community not knowing you. But at the same time, you know, starting out in D.C., D.C. is a strong city, man. You know, if you do things right in D.C., you get good. Yeah. I was very lucky. You know, I, I build up a nice little nice little set. You know, and so when I got to L.A., even doing the open mics, I'm talking four people, all comedians paying five dollars to perform. I go up and everyone's like, oh, shit, this guy knows what he's doing. You know, what I mean, they're they like, oh, what's your name? Yeah. You on Instagram. <clears throat> Turns out some of those people might be people who are writers on TV shows. Some of those people uh, run their own shows. So, like, after six months mm-hmm. of me being there, I started hopping on shows. You know, I started popping up on, like, people's radar. I started meeting people. People want to sit down and, you know, write with me and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. I, I, and I made a lot of friends at open mics because a lot of times I'd be doing open mics because a lot of my energy was going into um, writing new material. Mm-hmm. So when I come back to D.C., uh, I have new material and then also packing out the comedy store show in LA which is it's challenging you know packing out shows in a city where you're not from but we got a lot of support out there so yeah like the difference between DC and LA is like you know you still gotta go through all the things you went through in you know in your home city but 
you move up, you move up a lot faster because you already know how to do comedy. Right. When I started in DC, I didn't know how to do comedy, so I had to go through all this traumatic ass experience. You know what I mean? As yeah. far as like, it's like high school and college. Yo, it's exactly it's like yeah. exactly high school and college. That's exactly that's a great analogy because, yeah, it's like, or it's like college and the NBA. Right. Like, because okay. like to me, DC is like a D one college program. Right. You know what I mean? If you if you are if you're the best player on a, on a D one college team, mm-hmm. you are gonna go to the pros. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that's what happened with me. I feel like I was one of the best players. You know, built up a following, uh, and then I took it to LA. And this is one thing to also keep in mind. Like when I when I moved to LA, I had already been in LA like back and forth. Every year I'd go to make trips and shake people's hands, mm-hmm. do some shows. So people kind of already knew me out there. So. I kind of had a little bit of buzz, and I still have a little bit of buzz. And I think, like I said, when these things chill out with this current situation, we gonna go back to like packing out the comedy store again. Yeah, because like the last show, we packed that joint out. Yeah, that off, show was crazy. Off Twitter, jeez Louise, that's, that's two shows in a row off Twitter. Because <laughs> we did LA off Twitter, and then came and did DC, DC off Twitter. Yeah, nah, we 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 killing so, it on Twitter right now. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but we ain't mad at it. Nah, can't be. So what about you? Um, pretty much on that line of the pros to, I mean, from college to the pros. Uh, in my in my case, um, I don't live there, so it's a little different. Because I kind of just pop in that once in a month, and like, I do some gigs here and there, and then I pop back out. Paying your dues. Pretty much. But, like, it's it's one of those things where... I need to do that to like meet the right people. Right, right, right. Because it's like what people say: you gotta show face. You do. Yeah. You gotta shake some hands. You know. Because like I, I had a really uphill battle in DC. Because like I never was like a club kid. Yeah. So I didn't know too many people. And you're quiet. And I'm super quiet. Super yeah, quiet so, guy. Yeah. Super shy guy. So I just had to like rely on my skill set. Yeah. Which it just takes a little longer. How hard is it being a shy DJ? It's it's not easy, but it's. It's doable because what I've realized is a lot of other DJs are like me. Like a lot of them are like just very antisocial people. Gay. <laughs> Extremely. <laughs> but it's a lot. It's, it's a lot of. It's a lot of shy people that DJ that actually end up being DJs. Mm. Every now and then you do get like that. You know, very extroverted, loud person that you know gets the mic all that shit going yeah that, that's just that perfect package but for the most part most djs yeah we we kind of just you know keep to ourselves a bunch of us like homebodies yeah so it's not it's not i'm i'm not like an anomaly at all no i think i think it makes you focus more on the talent for sure and eventually that shit gets acknowledged like when you went like viral on twitter yeah 1.2 million yeah it was crazy viral bow that shit was a whoo <laughs> But it all went back to like the talks we had earlier. Cause remember one one mantra we always you always kind of like would we'll, we'll pitch back to me was like just be the real deal. Yeah. And um, I remember saying that shit early on too. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm being serious right now, bro. I'm being like I'm being. I just can't take you serious with the, with the sunglasses right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Why you gotta let people know I'm wearing sunglasses inside my car and it's daytime? Cause you is though. Listen, man. <laughs> when you a star, <laughs> a star in the making. <laughs> Dog, before this whole <laughs> pandemic shit, man, I was popping, bro. <laughs> God damn it. 
Why did the world have to collapse as soon as I started getting money? Oh man! God damn it! Ah. Well, that was that was a good that was a good question though. Yeah. What about worst gigs? Should we answer the worst gigs one? Um. Sure. <laughs> I mean, what's you know one thing I find interesting about your business that like might not it's under the category of worst gigs is like chasing down people to get paid. People might not be hip to that shit. Oh, that shit's like it's yeah. It's I'd a be thing. surprised like how much you have to chase people. I'd be like, yo, what's up, bro? Like, trying to get this money from this guy <laughs> who owes me money for this party, fam. Like, you had to even pull up with me that one time with the whole with the the Serato box thing. Oh yeah, I did have to. I I pull up to and, to a party to like to like um scare a guy for <laughs> Bo. I didn't shave or nothing. I was like, all right, I'm gonna pull up, not gonna shave. I had a unibrow. I looked like I was ready to bomb the club. <laughs> I was in the cut like, Yolo, Yolo. And then Yeah, because you were like pacing back and forth. I know, I did that. I did that on purpose. <laughs> I was pacing back and forth on purpose. I was like, this is what's going to get them. It's the pacing. <laughs> but it's real because like you're on your own. There's no union backing you. It's just you against like, you know, if you're dealing with a That's what it is, owner. man. That's a great way. There's no union. There's no group. No. Like we do have the Overachievers Army, but like mm-hmm. this is re- like we recently built up a nice little following. But up until recently, like we was out there dolo in the streets. Yeah. You know what I mean, scrapping. Yeah. We're like, "What's up, bro? We gonna have a problem?" <laughs> you love, you love, you love. <laughs> in the club, everyone's dancing. I'm just like in the in the corner, just like. <laughs> Like, like getting my eyebrows together, like, hello. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> death to you. <laughs> um, but we we got that shit, you know what I mean? We've been fortunate, man. We never really had to get into any crazy physical situations with this business. Yeah, thank god, you know. Um, but it's a good thing we're both taking boxing classes just in case, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna start, you know, that's another thing getting back in shape. Oh, we was, I mean, I don't want to like keep saying it over, but like. We was in a nice little. I mean, we still, we still, we still rocking, man. We rocking. I just, I just showed Bo the the video from our last show, March 11th at the DC yeah. Improv. We might have to <laughs> drop that joint next week. I, I've been a little bit not behind, just like hesitant to drop stuff because I'm like trying to figure out what's the vibe of the of this of the country right now, yeah. you know. But um, no, I, like I said, I think it's just smarter doing it that way. Yeah, because I'm seeing a lot of people just. Uh, the way they're reacting to it is just very spontaneous and not really well thought out. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know if that's, like, especially right now, I know everyone's emotional and whatever the case, but, yeah, it's still better to be a little thought out rather than just being, yeah. you know. What, let's see. Let's talk. Let's, let's finish the worst gigs category. So chasing down promoters for money. Yeah, I mean, I... For a DJ, I guess a bad gig is when people don't dance. I had one. Like, to date, my most horrible experience DJing was uh, when I used to DJ for DT Nation. Mm-hmm. I did this event at Rose Bar. And I think it was like one of the first times they had me headline. And I want to say DJ... No, no, no. Was it Schemes? I think it was... I don't know. Some other DJ was playing with me. They did their set. Then it was my turn to get on. And literally every song I'm playing is just getting people to stop dancing. Mm. And it was like the worst feeling ever. And I just kept... I kept I kept going. I kept trying to the point where 
Mitch comes up to me and was like, bro, uh, you got you got to keep it moving, bro. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. So that shit just, like, kind of killed all the, all the drive in me. And then to the point where I pretty much had to get the other DJ to just hop on because I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm fucking the party up right now. And literally everything I'm dropping is not working. Yeah. So like you get on. That's like that that's like me doing a joke. That's like yo, I just did my hookah joke. Yeah. They didn't like that. They, I did my Uber joke. They didn't like that. <laughs> like <laughs> dog, everything I was trying was not working. I said, and, I say, vamos a la biblioteca. They didn't like that. <laughs> and it's 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 Listen, like we need to stick together. It's like crickets. Like oh fuck, <laughs> what am I gonna do now? So it's like, do I, you do you? you know, kind of chalk it to your ego and, like, try to push through it or try to save the party and, like, have someone else take over. Like, I, Yeah, but that was know. a few years ago. I feel like now you would, like... Oh, yeah, you this, this was, like, five years ago. Five, six years? Yeah, five or six I'd be years bomb, ago. I'd be bombing. I bombed, like, three weeks ago. So, yeah, you know so. what I mean? I'd be still bombing, bro. Yeah, but, like, that... that I needed that, though. Like, that kind of... Because I, I always have to, like, look back at days like that where I'm like, okay, shit. Uh, you know. Oh, maybe I'll share this experience because, you know, I haven't I haven't really been doing episodes like that. Yeah. I just started up this week again. I had a show in L.A., uh, what was it, like a month ago, I guess, at this point, maybe. Less than a month ago. But um, it was at the Hollywood Improv. Mm -hmm. And um, my man, Gavin Matz, asked me to host and uh, in, in his place. So I'm hosting at the Hollywood Improv in the small room. It's called the Lab, yeah. and uh, it was packed. It was a good crowd, like 30, 40 people, and um, because it's a smaller room, mm -hmm. and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm on my hosting shit, like, yo, what's up, everybody? And I, and then I go into my like material, bro, nothing. Like I, I did my little, you know, uh, I got caught selling weed in ninth grade, and my mom was devastated. Uh, yeah. Uh, she, in reality, she gave me a promotion. Nothing. I'm like. All right. And then I was like, I just kept ice cream truck material. Nothing. Hmm. And I'm like, halfway into, like five minutes in, I'm like, I go, all right, guys, is there anything, is is there something I don't know? What's ha is everything okay right now? Like, are you guys <laughs> feeling okay? Are you guys depressed? And they're like clapping like, yeah, we're depressed. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm depressed. And I had to like stop doing material. I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I just had to like address the whole situation. It didn't help because I went back into material and I kept bombing it. I was like, all right. And I go, all right, guys, my name is Martin Mean. We have an awesome show. And like, I, and then they started clapping. And then it kind of went normal after that. Hmm. Um, I didn't understand what happened, what was going on. But what I do know is that I did not fuck with that crowd at all. <laughs> they were like the most like liberal white vibes, you know, they know different brands of cheese. Mm. You know what I mean? It was yeah. just a very, like, we like Joe Biden. <laughs> you know? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 it caught me off guard, but at the same time, it wasn't devastating because I think, like, that same, that upcoming Tuesday, mm -hmm. we had overachievers at the comedy store. Yeah. And was it coming up or did I had just already done it? I think it was coming up. I think it was coming up because mm -hmm. hadn't, we hadn't done it yet. And I knew that we were going to have a packed out show at the comedy store. And I was like, um, thank God I have an audience. Yeah. <laughs> because if I didn't, then that show would have more value because I would have mm. to have killed to get more opportunities. <clears throat> but I didn't kill. Not only did I not kill, I bombed. But I was like, I'll be all right. Yeah. You know, I'll be all fine. Jack Knight was actually on that show too. 
It was Jack Knight, oh, Jordan yeah, yeah, Temple. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned that. Yeah. This girl, Chloe Feynman, who's on SNL. She's a cast. So it was like a pretty like all-star lineup. So it kind of sucked that I did that. Jordan Temple didn't have that good of a set either. At one point, he was like, I don't give a fuck if y'all laugh or not. I'm rich. Because he, he's a writer on the, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. So I was like, damn, I can't wait till I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, but y'all still bomb as co- it doesn't matter how I think you have to, bro. Like, I think you kind of good you get it, sucks, it's you know, part of it, it doesn't get any easier bombing, but sure. I think you kind of have to only because the reason I say that is because if you're not trying new stuff or taking chances, then mm-hmm. you're probably you know not growing. And I think when you try new stuff, the chances of you not having a good set or even bombing, yeah, is gonna be yo, son. Especially after this whole pandemic situation, I'm I'm a fire some real crazy idea, crazy thoughts, crazy jokes that people might not agree with. Yeah. I'm like, let me just dip my toe in the you know the pandemic water and see how this goes. <laughs> I stand for it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, there's you know there's a lot to think about, especially with this whole you know quarantine shit when you got all this time in the day to think. Yeah, but overall, you know, I think, I think we're doing the right thing. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I think that was. Was there any other questions? Oh, if anyone wants to support us right now, also like while we're out of work, is uh, go check out theoverachievershop.com. dot com. Pick up some t shirts. Pick up some sweaters. Pick up anything that says overachievers on it, because uh, it'll help us. It'll help us. You know pay our rent on time it'll help us be motivated to continue to write new jokes create some new mixes so check out overachievershop.com um yeah dude i uh i'm not looking forward to going back in the house really yeah but we have to (laughs) so put it like that yeah we have to (laughs) By law. <laughs> um, but now, nah, if you want us to do more episodes, more questions, shout out to Carlos. He responded. He asked me some dope questions. I think I answered them to the best yeah. of my ability. Um, let me see if there's anything else he asked. Shout out to Carlos. Let's see. Oh, yeah, Q&A. He just wanted to do a, maybe a Q&A for the army. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, if you have any questions... Shoot us an email. It's going to be in the description. Or you can just martinamini at me.com or shoot me a DM on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Bo, is there anything you want to plug? Um, Not really. I mean, I'm stuck in the house for two months, it seems. So yeah, yeah, just yeah. stay home. Be safe, man. You know, spend time with people immediately next to you. Yeah, maybe, yeah. We'll, maybe we'll do a, a live tonight. Yeah. What do you think? I'm down. All right, let's do a live then. We'll do a live later tonight. All right. Waiting for tonight. Whoa. <laughs> no, you know, a lot of people don't know that song. Really? Yeah. We'll play That's... Maybe we'll play it in the live stream. You know what's crazy? It kills when I do the, that, that gay club. Oh, really? Gay bar. Oh, oh man. Bro. They eat that shit up. You got to play that, Barbie Girl. Man, they eat it. They, they actually, they, they like look at me weird when I play Barbie Girl. Really? Seems like I'm going too gay. Because oh, you, you, you don't want to be like the stereotypical gay shit. That's crazy because I'm sure in the gay community it's like, that's hack. 
Yeah. That's like that's hacky. That's like yeah. That's so not, like that's so like two, early two thousand. It's, it's like me going to a, a Spanish party and playing suavemente. Like they're, they're even like, though Come I on, heard bro. some people play suavemente, I, you know, I, I get it. No, nah, I mean I've been around and done enough Spanish parties where it, it, you kind of yeah you can get clowned at for that for real? as a DJ. Yeah, that's gonna be going though. It do like in non-Spanish venues. Like when I do like white spots. And when I'm going through like a little Latin set, I could throw it in there. Mm. But yeah, if I'm doing like a dobo, I can't drop. Yeah, I get it. Suave mente. I get it. I get it. Well, until next time, guys, you stay stay suave mente out there. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Martin Amini. And I'm DJ Bo. See you on the next one. Peace. Peace.